G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name's Lockie and I'm the host of this experience. And really, it's my job to help us guide those 167 hours beyond the message or beyond Sunday so that we can grow our faith all throughout the week. And this week, we actually launch a brand new series called Habits of Jesus. And we're going to take a really practical view of what it looks like to follow Jesus, particularly in this 21st century. Today, I sit down with Chris and we have a chat about what it looks like to be with Jesus, even though he's not physically here with us. So if you want to know more about that, please listen on and uh, make sure you tune into the following four episodes of this series as well. We really hope you enjoy it and we'll see you at the end. G'day and welcome to the next episode of the Beyond the Message podcast. And we are starting a brand new collection of talks titled The Habits of Jesus. And we've started part one this week. And today I'm joined by Chris Podlick to walk us through this awesome message. So Chris, how are you going today? And I'm really well. The sun is shining. I can't even see a cloud in the sky out of my window. It, it's a great day. It's pretty good compared to the dust of yesterday. Did you see that? Oh, mate, I didn't see the dust. Like, was there... It was like just, it was looked happening. like the whole sky was cloudy, oh, but it was just yeah. dust. Well, my lips are chapped from oh, being outside in that wind. Like it was hectic, hey? It was, it was pretty, yeah, I didn't, I didn't love it. But um, I know you've got a busy day today, Chris. They call it the, the Trinity Day. The Trinity Day, do they? Yeah, you got three, three podcasts one day. It's the three in oh, one. Oh, okay. Righto. That's a new, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't got, realize I was living. I was living in the Trinity Day. But you're living in the gonna... Trinity Day. You didn't even, didn't even realize what a milestone. No, uh, two two beyond the messages, and this is great because I saw you did two beyond the homes back to back, and yeah, I have to say for those people who, uh, you know, potentially really enjoy Beyond a Home, I think Beyond the Messages is, is pretty good because I noticed Chris had to do an outfit change. Um, you had to do a wardrobe change when you were doing back to back messages. But with the podcast, you can just sit here. You don't have to change anything. I am in my hoodie. I've got my coffee. Haven't even don't even have a cap on today. I'm just reckless. Gosh, what is happening? I know. There you go. And I, I did see I'm on excited. your Instagram. I saw on your Instagram yeah. story. Did you change back? Did you did you do like first change and then another change and then back to the original change? Or did you just mess up your order on your Instagram story? No, so we had to do we had to do some location shooting. Um, cause we've got a, we're just experimenting with some things and because of like where we were filming, we we're like, well, we should film everything that's going to be in my house at the house. So that meant like I had to change clothes at the house and then we went to one location, which was for part two. Then we went to like another location, which was for part one and then another location, which I can't remember what part that was for. Um, so yeah, I was just changing yeah, my wow. outfit to, to line up with the part that we were recording at the time. That takes me back to my musical theatre days, Chris. My one. Did cameo. you have some musical theatre days? Yeah, Coach Bolton High School Musical. Um, yep, Grade Ten. Do I, just, I do I lose brownie points that that name means nothing to me? I've never seen it. Yeah, you do. High School Musical is is great. Great series. Got to get around it. I'm I'm so sorry to all our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Coach Bolton uh, is Troy Bolton's dad, except in the. In the uh, musical, I was actually younger than my son. So it was, yeah, it's just the way it works. And 
Okay, and Troy Bolton is who Zach Efron plays, I'm guessing. Yes, you got it. Okay. You right, win. Excellent. You've done well. Excellent. That's all I know. That's my extent. <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about Haskell. I, I could talk about Haskell Musical for a little while here, but it's probably best we get cracking on with the, the content of this podcast. And um, I guess this podcast, we, this might be actually a fairly um, short one com, uh, compared to the rest of the series because we're just really laying the land here. Um, but our four Monday was to be with Jesus. And so kicking off our four questions of the four Monday, we're just going to start really simple with question number one. How can I be with Jesus if he's not actually a physical person or he's not a physical person at the moment with us? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Fantastic question. Um, I, well, first of all, I think it's Jesus is a physical, um, Jesus is a physical person. And he, and he, um, but one of the ways that we can connect and you kind of hinted at it at the very top of the episode where you talked about the Trinity um, is that, you know, God is, God is one, but his father, son and Holy spirit. And so we can be with Jesus because when we begin to follow Jesus, um, we have the Holy spirit that resides within us, that resides um, in our heart. And so we have this incredible, incredible opportunity uh, to connect and to commune with God through the Holy spirit that he has given us. Um, in addition to that, we also have this incredible collection of documents called um, scripture, um, the Bible. And so we can be with Jesus because Jesus speaks to us through his word there as well. And so I know that might sound a little odd to maybe people who are exploring faith or um, engaging with faith uh, for the very first time. But um, the the way that I would um, say it, and, and you could think about it, and it's a very simplistic analogy so don't kind of it, it falls apart at a certain point but it's kind of like when you're reading a book and there's a part of that book and you're like wow that kind of like uh, yeah, there's one line that kind of grabs you or speaks to you um well we believe that while the entire bible was written by human authors that god was actually the ultimate author and so that god has something to say to us when we uh, read scripture and so i think when you begin to be with jesus you can just open scripture and that and that he will speak to you through that and so more often than not you'll read it and you'll be like wow like that was kind of like right what i needed today or that i kind of i think am thinking about that in a brand um brand new way so i think yeah that's one of the ways we can be with jesus that's awesome not- yeah i mean like the whole series right is about being with jesus i think um from what i understand and what i'm looking at it and really again the habits of jesus so how do we actually um live the lifestyle of jesus with him so really that's just kind of a a first question for a few weeks um that's the kind of overarching kind of theme of this series so it should be a lot of fun kind of unpacking that in different ways Mm -hmm. looking at different practices and habits um moving on to our question two i'm actually just going to read the bible verse in which is mentioned in in the uh i think it's at the end of the message and it's from it is, Matthew, yeah. Matthew 11. It's from the message paraphrase. And this is just one of my favorite texts. It is so good, so much in it. Um, so I'll just read it here but from verse 28. It says, are you tired, worn out? Oh, I'm sure we could just do a whole series on that, but we'll keep going. Um, or you burnt out on religion. Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Now, 
that is just brilliant. I love it. It has helped me in my journey, but there's this really curious phrase um, about unforced rhythms of grace. And again, talking about habits of Jesus, um, we'll unpack that over the next few weeks. But Chris, from your perspective, what is an unforced rhythm of grace? That's a great, it's a great question. And uh, the message doesn't, the message kind of hints at it where it's talking about it, but it doesn't fully encapsulate it. Um, if you look at other translations like the NLT or the ESV, it talks about where, where Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, which is probably even more confusing to um, people, but yeah, not really not egg yolk. Is it? No, not egg yolk. Like what a yoke Y O K E. So remember Jesus uh, lived in a time that was like a lot of agricultural people. He would have been speaking to a lot of farmers. And so a yoke was something that you placed on uh, an oxen, um, when they were plowing the field and often the yoke that you place upon them, you know, might connect two oxen together so they can plow the field. And it was really important that um, if you wanted to, to plow your field um, in the best possible way that you, you yoked together two oxen that were of similar strength. Uh, Cause if you yoke together two oxen that were of different strength levels, then one would pull further and then one would sit behind. And then eventually what you get is just this big circle and this big mess of a field. And so what Jesus is, is doing here is he's essentially kind of saying that we, all of us have a yoke in our lives and, and um, that might be expectations for people. That might be expectations that we place on ourselves. It might be expectations that our boyfriends or girlfriends or husbands or wives. It might be expectations of our boss. Um, but all of us kind of have this yoke that we walk around life uh, wearing. And Jesus actually here is challenging us to take our yoke off of ourselves, to take whatever it is that we're carrying on our shoulders and place his yoke upon us. And, uh, and so then Jesus then in particular in that verse begins to describe what it would look like to live with his yoke upon us. And so he's kind of comparing it and contrasting it to often the yokes that we place upon ourselves. And Jesus says, Hey, often, often the way and the yokes that we place upon ourselves force us to meet expectations, force us to um, push super, super hard for, you know, the notoriety or the fame of uh, other people looking at us and kind of giving us Instagram likes or whatever it may be. And Jesus actually says, Hey, what I want you to do is actually a new way. It's an unforced rhythm of grace. Um, it's an unforced way of living. It's actually a freer um, way of living. And, and actually in the NLT says my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. So Jesus actually says, when you live with my yoke on your shoulders, life actually gets a little bit lighter. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think if you're listening and you go, no, that, that couldn't possibly be me. Um, you don't understand my situation. Like this is the, this is the kind of hard reality of this because it is for you. And Jesus is talking to a really broad audience here. So if you've got kids and you're saying, oh my goodness, like you don't realize I've got three kids or two, whatever I've got, you don't understand. I couldn't possibly have a simpler life. Like this is it. Or if you're balancing part-time work, and uni or whatever it is, or you've um, you're in a job where it's quite demanding of you, especially in this time. Um, what is really great about this is that it is speaking to you and Jesus wants to come across, uh, come and be with you 
in an unforced way, I guess. Um, so you've got to kind of accept it, but he wants to journey alongside you and teach you particularly. Um, and you, you know, really specifically what it looks like to walk with him and work with him. That's what I really like about that. And so in my journey so far as a Christian with Jesus, that's looked different, different times. Um, but, but getting to the point where you partner with Jesus and he shows you what it's like is actually really phenomenal. I don't know if you've, um, if you've had any, you know, kind of any experience in that transition, Chris, where you've got to relearn it or anything like that. I think it's just a constant process of learning and understanding um, what, what the rhythms are for stages of life. I mean, everyone has different rhythms depending on the stages of life that you're in. I mean, the rhythm of, of a parent with two or three children is a very different rhythm to um, the rhythm of a, a married couple with no kids, which is very different to the rhythm of a uni student with um, no boyfriend or girlfriend and maybe a part-time job. And, but, but each of those rhythms do come with yokes. And I think that's what is so interesting to me is that I can talk to um, a uni student who doesn't have a job and who attends half of their lectures and they're busy and flat out and stressed. <laughs> Yet I can talk to the executive of a company who oversees like a marketing area or maybe the operations and they're in meetings from 6am through till nine o'clock at night. And they're saying like, I don't have time, I'm stressed. Um, and so I think both of those are rhythms and approaches to life to, that are dependent on the stage and a way of thinking. And so um, I think it's about identifying the rhythm for the stage of life that allows you to live with a different kind of yoke. That's awesome. And hopefully the habits of Jesus that we talk about really uh, assist you in finding that rhythm. So that's, um, I think we touched on that, that verse and that phrase again next week. So that'll be we really do. good, both beyond a home and on beyond the message. Uh, moving on to question three. Sorry if it feels a bit clunky. We just, we just, mm. um, this episode is really laying the foundation for the series. So we, we're just kind of touching on a few big topics, which we'll flesh out over the next few weeks. Um, but in the, in the series and in the, in the message, we're talking about this idea of apprenticeship under Jesus. And last week we talked about just don't settle for saying you're a Christian. You're actually a follower of Jesus. Now, do Christians, Chris, actually need to identify as apprentices of Jesus, or can we just um, can we just say we're Christians and, and move on from there? Well, it's a, it's a really interesting question. I think it's a question that would only be asked in the twenty first century. Uh, this is not a question that would be asked um, during the time that the biographies of Jesus were written, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that around the time that the biographies of Jesus were being written like this was kind of the emergence of the Western mind as we know it, you know, some of the great thinkers like Plato and Aristotle and Socrates um, were developing, but this way of thinking for Jesus was still um, the Jews have an Eastern mindset, um, which means they don't really compartmentalize life. Like we like to do in the West, everything is kind of interwoven and inter inter uh, mingled. And so for Western Christians, there can be this kind of tendency to be like, oh, well, this is the Christian part of my life. Um, just like, oh, there's the work part of my life and the home part of my life and the sports part of my life. Um, and they're my work friends. We even talk about that, like my work friends and they're my church friends and they're my school friends. And um, whereas in the first century, there would have been no distinction because, uh, and particularly in the East, it, uh, Eastern thinking, it kind of permeated every part 
of their life. And in the message, we talked about this idea that Jesus wasn't unique in the first century. Uh, he was a rabbi and a teacher, and there were lots of rabbis and lots of teachers in the first century. But um, what was unique about Jesus was that he invited every, anyone from anywhere to be a student of his. And particularly the word, the Hebrew word is Talmudim, which is it's a great word. It's a great word. Yeah. You sound really smart if you use it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, it means a student, pupil or apprentice. And um, I think it's most helpful for Christians in their walk with Jesus to begin to think as apprentices, because I think that you will always be left wanting more and you will always feel yourself sold short if you just simply identify with a label because that's actually not what Jesus invites us to. And in the, the few verses we looked at from Mark on the weekend as well, um, Jesus always invites people to follow. He never invites them to become a Christian. He never invites them to behave the way he behaves. His first invitation is always to follow. It's really interesting because I'm thinking about how like people in our generation identify themselves as followers, um, but could potentially even call themselves apprentices of people like online, you know, or, yeah. or on Instagram. Like the way that I see young people, particularly following people online, it's as if they become their apprentice. Like they buy their merch, they like, and they share everything. The second their YouTube video comes out, they're yeah. on the podcast launches, they're into it. Um, you know, that's really interesting. But I think that um, if we take that attitude towards what Jesus is doing in our lives and we're that attentive to what, you know, like it's, it's interesting because Jesus isn't uh, putting out new content. Like he's not, uh, you can't, you know, can't follow him and he's not updating the world. But, you know, you talked about being with Jesus as this Holy Spirit thing. I would say like mm. we actually get to become more connected to the Holy spirit than we can ever be connected to someone like David Dobrik or whoever, whoever the young kids follow. I don't really know. Um, but just creating that parallel, like you see how we, we, we can follow people. Like we, we are capable of it and we do in our everyday life, we follow people, but what would it look like to take that same attitude and kind of like zest towards following people online that we do with Jesus and becoming genuine apprentices. I don't know. I just thought of that as something really, really kind of fascinating. And I think what you touch on is really interesting and it's almost like the way in which we engage with Jesus, because um, you're right. Like there are people that I follow online and I buy their courses when it comes out and I listen to their podcasts and um, take on some of the things they have to say, but often where the blocker is for Jesus followers is when we pick up the Bible or when we, um, you know, engage with Jesus, we, we don't engage in the same way. Because we're always kind of like, oh, what's some, something I can learn about Jesus? Or what's something I can know? Whereas when we're engaging with these people online, we want to learn something. And we want to we want to change something a lot of the time with these followers. And I think it's just important for us to shift that mindset and have that same mindset when it comes to Jesus. And one of the easiest ways is, you know, just read the Gospels, the four biographical accounts of Jesus's life and pay attention to how he behaves. Don't, mm. don't pay attention to what he says, pay attention to how he behaves and how he interacts with people and then begin to behave and interact with people the same way that he does. Yeah, that's good. Cause the, the behavior will always be relevant. Like that never goes, that never changes mm. with Jesus. And that is the same thing that we're called to now. And um, 
again, the habits of Jesus, like that's outlined. We get to see it and we get to live it out as apprentices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, that's a good kind of application point is to begin to consider yourself as an apprentice of Jesus. I think um, we're all on a, on a learning journey. And if, even if we just in our mind shift that kind of perspective of saying, Jesus is someone that I actually want to follow. I want to be like, I want to, I want to journey with, I, I think it's going to do wonders for your faith in the long run. Um, and to finish up, Chris, what are some practical ways that we could actually be with Jesus this week? Like if I've got no idea, I've got no background of church of faith, who's the Holy spirit, no idea. How could I actually be with Jesus this week? Yeah. Great question. I think there's some, I love how you really... affirm me. Sorry by my questions. It's great. It feels, it feels yeah. great. No, it is a good, it is a good question. <laughs> um, because I, I just, for, for me, I think, um, it's based on your personality is probably the easiest way. So one thing that you might want to do is go for, go for a walk, take a five minute set a timer. And as you're out, out on um, your walk for five minutes, just spend time instead of um, thinking, maybe talking to Jesus. And that might be weird for some people. And I even kind of touch on this in the message. It might just be as simple as kind of saying, Hey, Jesus, like, I know this is awkward, um, but I just want to spend a couple of minutes with you, um, you know, and just talk about some of the things that, that are on your mind. Um, that could be one way. Another way could morning, be... Chris, by the way. Just thought oh, I'll let you know. I'm not trying to flex. I just want to let you know that I, I was doing that and I saw Riley Brown. He drove past me. So just went to spend time with Jesus, ended up seeing Riley Brown. That's a good, that's a good morning, that is. It was great. Double whammy, as they call it. Other simple ways are maybe it's just journaling for five minutes. If you're a journaler, just pull a pad and a pen out and just begin to journal for five minutes at a timer. Um, you could pull out a song like a worship song, if you're not sure. Um, and just listen to a worship song for five minutes while you're, while you're going for a walk or while you're sitting outside, you could pull out your Bible and just simply read your Bible for five minutes. Mm, that's really great. I want to actually touch on the song for a second. Chris, yes. every, every good Christian has a worship bangers playlist. Oh. Um, sorry, I'm just kidding. Don't, I'm not a good Christian, but you know, like, <laughs> uh, come on, Chris. Um, but you know, do you have a, do you have a particular worship song at the moment? Um, kind of in this time in this season that, that is really speaking to you. Cause I feel that, um, there's a lot of effort and work that goes into these, these worship songs from, from churches and people who go, yeah, I've actually got a message to share and we're going to worship Jesus in this way. I know I connect with some, but Chris, do you have one at the moment or a few songs that you're really vibing with? Yeah. No, that's, that's a fair call. Um, I don't have a playlist. That's if I'm honest, so, I, don't, I don't either. I just kind yeah. of have them saved, but yeah. I do listen to, yeah, I listen to most of my stuff on YouTube at the moment, but um, I've really been getting into a mate of mine goes to a church in Colorado called Red Rocks church. Uh, and I've really been getting into Red Rocks church. Um, they, they, um, they have two songs that are really I'm into one is called breakthrough. Come on. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. And I, I particularly the acoustic version. I don't know why I've just been jamming to the acoustic version of that. And then there's another one called come alive. Uh, and I've kind of just been randomly rotating through those. Um, they're, they're my main ones. And then I've got a couple just on the back burner that occasionally make the, um, the, the playlist at the moment. Uh, I think it's, 
Graves into Gardens by oh, Elevation. I think that that's was, the name of it. You stole mine, Chris. You stole mine. I've just oh, got the no. lyrics up here. I was ready to spit oh, some no. fire. No, well, that means it's, it must be a good song then. I guess it must be. And then the the oh. final one, it's it's a little bit of a longer one. I, I think it's called Refiner. It's um by Maverick City Music. Yes, it's called oh, Refiner. Cool. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of one of those ones that I'll just, you know, every now and then, because um, it's 12 minutes long, uh, I might pop it on when I'm going out for a walk or something. It's it's a little bit of spontaneous sort of stuff. Not typically what I would listen to, but I just kind of stumbled across it. I think maybe... I think maybe even one of my mates shared it with me one day and was like, check this out. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I was going to say graze into gardens as well. Something about it. Um, just the lyrics and in, in sitting in that. Um, Something about that bridge. Yeah. You turn graves into gardens. I love that. Um, so, you know, sit with that this week if you do. And for me, the blessing uh, is a great one. Ooh. So those, those you know, and I think they actually, Worship helps me in those musics. They actually help me to get into the, the mood in a way to, to be with Jesus. Um, I think that as followers of Jesus, like there, there's sometimes where you, you wake up and, and you don't want to be a follower of Jesus or you don't want to be an apprentice. You go, no, it's, it's too hard this today. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to do it. Um, but for me, you know, just sitting in some of these songs and just absorbing uh, some of the lyrics and just the the words behind what they're saying, you just go, oh, this is good, and it reminds you of who God is, who Jesus is, um, what a relationship with Him looks like. So, you know that that for me is probably a big one. Is to yeah, kind of even if you can go for a walk, listen to some music, um, yeah. if that's what you like to do, to spend some time with Jesus. There you go. Great. I know we could probably we could probably talk about all those questions for hours on end. And, uh, and at a later date, we probably will. But for now, that's a, a good foundation for, for the series. Um, we've got some good, um, great, really practical teachings coming up. So, Chris, you're on next week as well. I am. And then we go to Perko. Jason Perko Perkins for two Jason weeks. Perko, Jason Perko Perkins, he's coming back. So, if you hadn't seen Perko's first message, it was absolute fire. He almost shattered uh, Chris's glass table. Um, with some weights so if you want to know about that you can go check it out or you can just get really excited for a few weeks time and then chris i think you're coming back for part five no riley is right oh my goodness it is it's the trinity of podcasts three in one series we come back to it we've gone full circle we're very excited um but yes chris we'll be back part two what's to look forward to with this one uh we're talking about something that a lot of people want but don't quite know how to get. So tune in for that one. Gosh, I'm just trying to think of something that I... Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't even know how to respond to that. That was very mysterious, but I like it. And uh, tune in we'll, next week. We'll see you next week. Awesome, Chris. See you soon. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Beyond the Message podcast. Stay tuned for the next couple of weeks as we look deeper in this idea of following the habits of Jesus. Connect with us online or via our social media and we'll get in touch with you too. Thank you very much and we'll see you next week.